Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. For God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, for as a father has mercy upon his children, so the Lord has mercy upon those who fear him. And as a mother comforts her child, so the Lord will comfort you. I am the resurrection and the life, says the Lord. Those who believe in me, though they were dead, yet shall they live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Let us worship God. i 
Let us pray. Eternal God, your love for us is everlasting, and you alone can turn the shadow of death into the brightness of the morning light. Help us then to turn to you with believing hearts, and in the stillness of this hour, speak to us of eternal things, that hearing the promises of Scripture, we may have hope and be lifted above our darkness into the light and peace of your presence. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We gather this morning for many different reasons. We're here, first of all, to express our sorrow for one who filled this world with great light and grace is no longer here, and we miss the reflection of God's light in him. It was Phyllis Brooks who once said, we do not want to lose our grief because our grief is bound up with our love, and we could not cease to mourn without being robbed of our affection. So we are here to express the sorrow that we feel in Paul's presence no longer with us. We're also here to receive comfort. Family is gathered and friends from all parts of Paul's life are here. We share a common voyage with our friend and we receive comfort from each other. And we receive comfort from the presence of the Holy Spirit who is in our midst and seeks to draw us together, warming our hearts in our common love for one another. We're also here to give thanks. We give thanks because all good gifts come to us from the hands of a gracious God, and we give thanks today for this great gift that we received in Paul Getz and all the many ways by which he touched us and graced us with his great grace. And so we give thanks to God, for God is the one who provides us these wonderful blessings in life, and we rejoice that we had a chance to take a part of the journey with him. But perhaps most of all, we're here to rejoice. We rejoice today because the promise of the gospel is that life does not end with death, that in Jesus Christ we are assured of life eternal, and we rejoice in the resurrection knowing that our dear friend who struggled there at the last part of his life is free from that pain and that struggle and has gone to discover that peace which passes all understanding. Thanks be to God. With this in mind, let us now turn to the words of Holy Scripture that as we listen to them, we may be, be reminded of God's promises, we may be assured of God's presence. First, the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over, for surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And then these words from Ecclesiastes. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, 
a time to throw away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. What gain have the workers from their toil? I have seen the business that God has given to everyone to be busy with, and he has made everything suitable for its time. And then these words from John chapter 14, these words of Jesus before his own death, when he speaks to his disciples and says, let not your hearts be troubled, believe in God, believe also in me, for in my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And when I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way where I am going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, and neither let them be afraid. And then finally, these words from the book of Revelation. <clears throat> I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling of God is with people, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be with them, and he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more, and neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. And he who sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. May the Lord bless to us an understanding of this, his holy word. I'd like to invite Wendy and Jennifer to come forward, Paul's daughters, to share with us some remembrances. Good morning, and thank you so much for coming out today to celebrate the memory of our amazing father. And for some of you from the Glenridge, thanks for making the trip a second time. Jen and I are so grateful to have had the privilege to be his daughters, and we will always remember having the most incredible dad. While we're gonna miss him so much, and I'm not quite sure how long it will take us to grieve this tremendous loss, we will do our best to celebrate him and honor him every day. As you all know, Dad had many outstanding qualities. And as my cousin said, the only thing that man lacked was hair. <laughs> he had the best smile, and when he smiled, his eyes sparkled. He was kind, 
He was loving, he was genuine, funny, compassionate, and truly interested in others. He was caring, giving, and he had a work ethic that was second to none. He was vibrant and selfless, and he was proud. He touched so many lives and made this world a better place, and I think we can all agree that we are all better for having known him and lucky to have been part of his life. Dad's greatest passion were his family, baseball, music, and the phone company, in that order. So let me start with the last. From the business office in New York City to sales, labor relations, marketing, executive vice president of carrier services, Dad bled 9X Blue. Or at least we think it was 9X Blue. It could have been Dodger Blue. He was the ultimate communicator. He was direct, fiercely loyal, never forgot anybody's name. And I was lucky enough to follow in his footsteps and spend over 30 years working for 9X Verizon. And I was always so proud to carry the title of Paul Getz's daughter. The love of baseball was also in his blood. And it was passed down from his father, our grand père, and then on to his grandsons, Jake and Parker. He took America's pastime to a whole different level, though. And while Dad, he played baseball growing up, his love of the game is so much more than that. As many of you know, Dad loved Brooklyn Dodgers. Every player from Jackie Robinson to Mookie Betts to every stat in between. There are not many girls that can say that they grew up with a ginormous picture of Ebbets Field in their family room and the 1955 Dodgers in the study. God bless mom for that. <laughs> so dad started collecting single signature baseballs um, during a visit to our barber, Jake and Craig's barber up in Westboro, Mass. And there was never a question of what to get dad for his birthday, Father's Day, or Christmas for the next 20 years. That's a lot of balls. He went on to pour his heart and his soul into building and supporting the Miracle League of Minnesota, which is a baseball league for differently abled children and adults. He and my sister and Paige, and at times Parker, would go to on to spend every weekend in season for the next five years at that field helping the kids. I can honestly say that we all believe in the miracle of baseball because of Dad. I am sure that if there's a heaven in baseball, you can bet it is a well-run organization with dad at short. Now, our father came from a musical family. Everyone played an instrument, from his father on cornet, all of his aunts and uncles, his sister, Donnie, who played piano and harpsichord and ran Hubbard harpsichords, and then, of course, dad, who played piano and even taught himself to play the ukulele. After dad retired, he joined the barbershop chorus in New York and then the chorus of the Keys in Sarasota. Many of you have seen Dad at the Van Wazel in the back row, singing with all the right moves and his signature jazz hands. Now, while Oz Hummers steals so much, it never stole Dad's love of music. And it was the gift of song, and there were many songs, that kept us all very connected over the past couple of years, and in particular this last year. And we extend our deepest thanks and condolences to the Carroll Center, both staff and residents, for putting up with our singing, either at the window or on FaceTime, every day for a year. Now, Dad was also quite the poet. 
And how could we forget this autobiographical beauty written by dad at the age of 10? Paul gets as a handsome man, combs his hair like Dapper Dan. He's also tall and very strong. He's always right and never wrong. Now Paul's on top. He's best of all. At least I think so, because I'm Paul. <laughs> and finally, there's family. My dad loved his girls, and he adored his grandchildren. He loved his sons-in-law, his nieces, his nephew, brother and sister, and friends, who he thought of as family. He never missed a game, never practiced, every award ceremony, every recital. He always had time to listen, give the best advice, tell a story, or sing a bedtime song. When Jen and I were up at night, coughing, keeping the whole house up, he was there to prop your head with a pillow and administer the neosinephrine and the dreaded Smith Brothers cough drops. And if you had a nightmare or there was thunder and lightning, there was always safety in his bed. He was the willing brunt of so many jokes, and he took them all in stride. He was the driver of the Grand Torino family station wagon, the professional landscaper, the world's best flosser, the old redhead, the last call that Tommy Lasorda almost made, and ultimately the fan in the stands with the bucket hat and the Dodger seat cushion. So many memories. And finally, our mom. Our mom had the most treasured memories of all of us as they were married for almost 60 years. But those memories belonged to mom. None of us knew or loved or treasured dad as she did. And so today, mom, we have you hold those memories in the privacy of your own heart and be selfish and keep them for you. The best decision that either of you ever made was to marry each other. And what a life you made. And in closing, and as my dad would always say, as the old man, old maid, said to the peeping Tom, thanks for looking in. <laughs> so we say that Wendy got the short stick because she had to read the hard part. So, so just wanted to wrap up with a little poem here and really to thank you all also for coming. Dad loved this church and he loved the Lord and it is good to be here. So the poem is by David Harkins and it's You Can Shed a Tear. You can shed a tear that I've gone, or you can smile because I've lived. You can close your eyes and pray that I'll come back, or you can open your eyes and see all that I've left. Your heart can be empty because you can't see me, or you can be full of the love we shared. You can turn your back on tomorrow and live yesterday, or you can be happy for tomorrow because of yesterday. You can remember me and only that I've gone, or you can cherish my memory and let it live on. You can cry and close your mind, be empty and turn your back, or you can do what I would want. Smile, open your eyes, love, and go on.
reading from 1 Corinthians 13. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. <clears throat> and if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all that I have and deliver my body to be sacrificed, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful. It is not arrogant or rude. Love does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrong, but rejoices in the right. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For our knowledge is imperfect and our prophecy is imperfect. But when the perfect comes, the imperfect will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part that I shall understand fully, even as I have been fully understood. So faith, hope, love, abide these three, but the greatest of these is love. I'm going to do something this morning that I don't normally do, and that is I'm going to ask you to turn to the back of your bulletin and to look at this amazing picture of our dear friend Paul Getz. I was looking at this picture as I was thinking about what to say here during my little meditation, and I began to realize that this picture uh, tells a lot more than what I could probably ever say. Um, there's a lot in this picture that reminds me of Paul and perhaps exudes the essence of who Paul was, and I begin with the wedding ring on his finger, um, that little piece of jewelry that I know he cherished for almost 60 years. Um, Eva Jones that he met back in New York City a long, long time ago from Nova Scotia. And the two of them fast, fell fast in love and were married in 1962. And 
stayed faithful and stayed madly in love with each other for those 58 plus years. And that, of course, represents all of what was already mentioned about his family and all of what meant, uh, all of what they meant to him. I see his watch on his hand, and I think of the man who is always willing to give his time uh, to the world, uh, to his family, to any individual that would want to sit down and just have a talk. Paul was always big on making sure to provide time, if, if any way, to give him an excuse to have a Starbucks coffee along the way. So we, uh, we know that he, uh, he contributed to the stock value of that company. Of course, the shirt that sports the Miracle League um, emblem and uh, that part of his life that he threw his great passion into and gave kids the opportunity to participate in that particular sport, perhaps in a way that they would not have been able to in other regards. So we uh, remember that part of his life as well as the Easter Seal um, golf tournament that he got started over at the Meadows, just another way by which he sought to uh, reflect the light of Christ in the world. The hat and the glasses cover up a couple of things. The hat covers up that nice shiny dome of his. Uh, Paul made fashionable baldness before baldness was fashionable, so, um, and we remember that to be sure. And those glasses cover up those beautiful, beautiful eyes of his that lit up every time that we had the chance to cross paths with him. And what's not pictured in this um, in this picture is probably underneath the Miracle League shirt is a Los Angeles Dodgers t-shirt and perhaps somewhere in his back pocket is an autographed baseball that he'd be wishing to throw up and down very very carefully so as to not smudge the autograph. And perhaps the thing that most of all strikes me um, beyond his smile is the fact that he's clapping, he's applauding, he's encouraging. Paul was the great encourager. He always there clapping us along the way. Every time I'd see him in that aisle, as he slip out during our greeting time, he was just there to give me an encouraging little remark to let me know that uh, I could make my way through the rest of the service. So, um, but then also what's not pictured in this picture are the invisible things. And when I think of the invisible things and I think of Paul, I think of his faith and I think of his love. Paul says, love is the greatest of all these things. And Paul's love was emanated from his, his great faith in Jesus Christ and his great love for the church and his great yearning to be a reflection of the light and grace of Jesus Christ. And it is that faith that our brother had that assured him even as the time drew nigh that he was going to a better place. He was going to be enfolded into the arms of God loved by God, finding peace with God, and knowing that there will be a day when we shall all be gathered together again in that sweet reunion in heaven. So we rejoice today in our dear brother and grateful for pictures that tell more than a thousand words and for the memories that we all have that we bring forward with us of this man who so graced our lives. Praise God from whom and to whom all blessings flow. Let us pray. O 
O God, our Father, from whom we come and unto whom we return and in whom we live and move and have our being, we praise you for your good gift of life, for its wonder and mysteries, its friendships and fellowships. We give thanks for the ties that bind us to each other and for your loving and patient dealings with us and for the meaning that lies hidden in the heart of sorrow and for your guiding hand along the way of our pilgrimage. We give thanks for this, your servant and child, Paul Getz, recalling all in him that made others love him. And we're grateful for his good and gracious influences and for all who ministered to his best life. And we thank you for the goodness and truth that have passed from his life into the lives of others and have made the world richer for his presence. We bless your name for the revelation of yourself and of your love in our Lord Jesus Christ and for the hope set before us in the gospel. We thank you that deep in the human heart is an unquenchable trust that life does not end with death, that the Father who made us will care for us beyond the bounds of vision even as he cares for us here on this earth. And we praise your name for the resurrection of your son, Jesus Christ, who is the source of our hope, not only today, but in all days. And we pray for the comfort of your presence in the ministry of your Holy Spirit. Renew within us the gifts of faith, patience, and enduring love and as we step out upon the world, may we sense that though we've lost one whom we've loved, we've not lost you. And that as you have received this your child, so too will you receive us. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, amen. Thank you. 
Following the benediction, I will be escorting the family out the center aisle until outside underneath the portico where you are welcome to greet them following the service. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with you now and forevermore, world without end and life without end. Amen. <laughs>